God doesn't make the world this way. We do. You really feel normal. You really feel normal. When you seem to understand, you see, you see. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to You're Locked In Here With Us, a Watchmen podcast. I am your host, Blaze Hopkins, and joining me once again is my cousin, Garrett Hopkins. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just ready to talk about this episode one more time. Yeah, me too. So, unfortunately, Chris will not be joining us tonight. He had a schedule uh, conflict pop up. He will be sending over his thoughts, though. Uh, We were pretty bummed that he couldn't be here with us tonight so we could uh, get some of his insight and kind of use that to drive our dialogue. But, nonetheless, it has been a couple of days since we watched Episode 7 of Watchmen, uh, the probably biggest episode of the season, I would say, just in terms of, like, pushing the plot forward, and, yeah, uh, it was a pretty wild reaction, I would say, that, uh, at least I had, and I'm ready to kind of reapproach the, I guess, everything that happened, so, if, uh, if you're ready, then we can just get into it. Yeah, so, first off, I just wanted to say that I'm not sure if my reaction was like a little subdued or something on Sunday night right after the episode, but I think part of that had just came from the fact that, you know, we had heard that theory before that Cal was Dr. Manhattan or that Dr. Manhattan was, you know, a character kind of in disguise waiting in the wings to come out at the right time. So Mm -hmm. I think that it didn't quite like hit me over the head as strong as it probably should have. Um, but as I've reflected on it and like seen some reactions from other people online who didn't anticipate it and might not have heard the, the potential, not spoilers, but theories out there. Um, (laughs) it's pretty wild, honestly, it's gotta be one of the, like the biggest reveals in a TV show that I've ever seen. It's, it's pretty insane that they, (sighs) we're able to kind of drop just enough Easter eggs to the point where it doesn't seem like a insane out of the left field reveal. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, if I know personally for me, if I hadn't heard anything about it, I wouldn't have guessed once, but it's going to be the type of thing that's like, if you rewatch the show, you're you're probably going to see all these different signs and maybe even more so after we kind of learn what happened with the white knight and, how maybe Cal survived and how, or I should say Dr. Manhattan survived and how, you know, the second shooter just kind of disappeared. So he obviously probably had something to do with that. So just once again, yeah, yeah shows like how well they've laid these train tracks that we're, we're kind of riding on and we're able to look back at the tracks as they assembled and understand the plot kind of in hindsight. But in, in, present time it's it can be confusing and this was it was just perfectly executed i can't really think how it could have been better 
Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that this was, again, I still am just so pumped kind of off coming off of the episode. And I do feel like they dropped the hammer at the right time because the show to me has been extremely intriguing and it's been so good already. And, but just to kind of give us this uh, confirmation and kind of this opening, I, I guess I'll call it into like finishing the story and into the final two episodes. I am just so hyped because the buildup of everything we know and putting the focus, I think it's been so great because it, Cal, while he has been sort of this like questionable character because he hasn't done, like he hasn't done anything yet. Um, and there have been outlying questions surrounding him, like what was his accident? Um, like you mentioned, what happened really on the white night with him? And he's always been a mysterious figure, but I like that the show has, how the show has centered everything around Angela. And to me, obviously I am excited just to have Manhattan on his own, but I think for me, the excitement more so um, is coming from his connection to her and like their relationship. And I just, the culmination of watching, I think it's been perfectly executed in terms of establishing her as a character on her own, seeing her navigate this mystery and kind of how it impacts her as an African-American woman in, you know, dealing with this racist group in the cavalry and everything. Uh, and then to just kind of have the reveals build up to Will being hooded justice, her having to experience that uh, so firsthand, and then jumping right to this uh, after giving us, you know, her backstory a little bit more in this episode. And to finish it off, I just, I don't know, I love that everything that has gone into her character and love how centered around it, um, around her, everything is, you know? Like, I think that... I guess the easiest way to put it is I feel like something like the reveal of Dr. Manhattan, like you said, or kind of alluded to, could be done sort of like cheaply or be take away from this universe that we're looking into and everything. And once again, Lindelof's uh, execution of including these little characters and notes and everything from the graphic novel have been so on point. And for me, they have just amplified everything he's been able to do with this show and uh, hasn't taken away from anything, which was, I think, what makes it just even more exciting. Yeah, totally. It's It's been awesome. Um, do you have any predictions on... Or, like, has there been any information on how long she knew him ahead of time? Or, like, when... Do we know how long ago the White Knight happened? I think... I know it's, like, like... I forget when the White Knight happened. Um, I don't... I'm trying to think. Let, let me see if I can look it up really quick. Yeah. But for a little context, because I'm sure... I'm sure we'll get some harder dates, or at least reminders of dates in the upcoming episode, obviously. Mm -hmm as it explores, like, their past of their relationship. What I can tell you is that his accident, uh, which, in Vietnam, what took place on, in 2009. In 2009, okay. Yes. Uh, so, again, I don't know how long after, 
And I mean, is this... I was kind of under the impression that, like, the accident... Like, he was just, like, a made-up human, pretty much. Because he has, I think... You were telling me before we started recording that, like, from the Pedopedia stuff, he doesn't really have, like, any family, any true history before the accident. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, really quickly, I do not think they've really given us a timeline date okay. on when the White Knight took place. I'm just looking at a quick recap, and it kind of covers the details that are given out in the first i think like two episodes and what we know so far but it doesn't really say um it doesn't hard stamp anything yeah i think it's really cool that there's still kind of so much up to debate in terms of the timeline actually like when yep when exactly was did lady true arrive in tulsa like what was the blue meteorite like i felt like it was I don't know. I for a while I was thinking that it was um like Ozymandias coming back, but I don't know. Like could it be Manhattan? No, it almost seems more likely than like the timeline would match up that that would be Manhattan. I still f- I still think that it is Ozymandias okay. that landed in that pod. I think it just makes the most sense in terms of how he would have to get back from Europa yeah, I agree. Uh, or whatever move, you know, I agree, yeah. and and a lot of, I think a lot of what, I think now kind of what I'm set on with him is that Ozymandias, whether, I think he's in the statue. In this, okay, yeah, because I was thinking about that, and there was because like. They, they keep highlighting it, uh, they keep transitioning right. out of it, and people have pointed out that what even though we don't know how long he's been imprisoned for, the statue is a pretty recent, like, model of it, him. Yeah. You know, like, he looks older in it. So, like, but if nobody's really seen him in X amount of years, how would it be able to be so accurate? Some people think it was the means to get back. Like, he almost had to carbonite himself to survive the trip. Oh, because shit. Because, obviously, um, to get back from a place like Europa hmm. isn't a, clo- a thing in close proximity. And... And basically that Lady True is his daughter and Yeah. And that's what when he it said save me, comma D and people think it, he was spelling out save me daughter yeah, okay. because he knew she had the space things and that she's trying to like that's why, you know, she's trying to get him out of there or figure it out, I guess. So okay. The other yeah. thing sorry, one other thing was in this past episode and this stuck out to me like a sore thumb was it transitioned and showed his statue and it showed like a butterfly flying off of it or in front of it or something. Yeah. And it kind of like used that as a transition. Mm-hmm. And that made me think, you know, he, if he's in the statue, it would be like a caterpillar coming out of the chrysalis. Yeah, I was, that's just what I was about to say, honestly, like, cause I was, I kept so, thinking like, how does the butterfly connect? Cause it, it 100% has to like, it, they're not just going to like show a butterfly fluttering around his face for no reason so yeah that would make total sense that he like somehow finds out he has to like you said put himself in like carbonite or something like han solo style to fly through space and then like land so then but hmm. i don't know but so my only thing with that is well that's just where i'm leading based off of the physical clues we've gotten and sort of 
everything else the show has given us in terms of clues for other things. Uh, for instance, like the transition to reveal he was on a moon, you know? Right. Um, I, that's just my guess. I, but I, my only problem or, I guess, further question on that is, like, what's the point after this? You know, like, if she gets him out of there or kind of, like, what... With two episodes left and her so focused on um, the cavalry going after Manhattan and her Millennium Clock plan, like, what would be the point of releasing... I mean, outside of, obviously, getting to spend time with your father and save him or whatever you want to call it, I guess I'm just curious, kind of, like, what is the end game there? I mean... I hope there's something specific more because it has to be something more than she's trying to like get her dad back or whatever. But I hope it has something to do with him. They they need him to like use his genius mind to, sure. to figure something out. Maybe they know they'll need him to figure out how to like kill the you know manhattan cavalry if they end up taking his powers or something like that and they kind of know that you know they need this genius level guy to come and be on their side because they're going to be going up against like an unstoppable force pretty much Mm -hmm. but yeah it's making me a little worried more and more because i i feel like since really episode five when we i think that's the episode where we like saw him with get like launched into space or whatever so we like really got some yeah. concrete information about where he was what what he's trying to do even though we kind of inferred that but for the past two episodes again we really haven't gotten any useful information episode six we didn't get any and then last episode i feel like that scene almost didn't have to be there like i didn't learn anything about his character except maybe <sighs> Maybe we'll learn more about like this trial that he's going through. I'm I'm sure it'll play a part, but it doesn't feel like we really know any more about where he is or what he's. Yeah, I agree, and that's where I'm curious, like how he facts. So he in. he pretty um, much has. To, I feel like he needs to come back this episode for it to really be impactful. Oh, absolutely. Which I don't. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I read something on on Twitter. I just saw it where they're like, if you thought. Episode 7, you know, the reveal blew you away. Just, like, wait till episode 8. So I feel like maybe episode 8 will be the final scene. Maybe will be him coming back. like Or, like, him de... Yeah. You know, becoming a butterfly out of his chrysalis, so to speak. Like, hold... We'll see. And then maybe we'll have a better idea about what his true purpose is. But if it's... Mm-hmm. If it is just to get him back, then... I'll be a little bit disappointed because, again, his scenes have been probably my favorite arc of the the entire show so far. And I want I was really hoping that they were going to at this point, we'd have a little bit more information and we'd know how it was going to kind of directly intersect with the main plot line. And it, it still feels like a subplot with two episodes to go. Some people I've read one theory and I'll throw this by you just because I thought it was uh somewhat interesting even though it's slightly more confusing um and doesn't really help with the whatever landed on the farm but certain people think that lady true being basically like that her 
being his daughter, she imprisoned him within the statue, sort of like within his own mind in a way, to pay for like what he's done, sort of, and that he's like not strictly on, like he thinks he's in space or something. Hmm. It, it was like it was. It's kind of complicated, but I get um, where you're going with it. And, yeah, and that that would at least that would at least um, lead to her bringing him back only like when she needed him i guess so he's just been uh, it, it's all been taking place in his mind then yeah uh, i'm not i'm not going for that i think he's he's I, in a physical no, I agree. location we we just know too I much i think it's too complicated yeah we know that they can clone and we've kind of seen like the cloning process now so we know that that exists and we know that she can create these biospheres that can completely like replicate an environment. So I really hope the, that's not the case. But also, I, I'm pretty sure that I said like a couple episodes ago that I hope Doctor Manhattan just comes back as himself and he's not like a existing character. But it's pretty much been the best thing part like that's happened in the show so far. So. At this point, I'm kind of just going along with the ride, and I'm not going to say if I like something, if it happens this way, because I have enough faith in everyone behind the show now that whatever happens, I'll probably like. I have a feeling I don't think, I just don't get the the feeling that they're going to kind of like drop the ball here, especially I knowing agree. it's nine episodes. Seems like a weird number to me, so it shows that they have everything perfectly mapped out, like... I'm sure they could have gotten 10 episodes if they wanted to, but, you know, they said, like, nope, nine, this is the story we want to tell. There might not be a story after this, so um, I'm done um, really second-guessing them, but just... And the yeah. other interesting thing that kind of t potentially ties Adrian into this is that in the medical report, it says that Cal worked for Pyramid Global Construction, and in the graphic novel... Uh, Vite used a company, a fake company that he called Pyramid Deliveries, I think, or Pyramid Global Deliveries. Um, and that was the when he stages the assassination attempt on himself. Right. Like the delivery drivers through that company, um, which was essentially like a shell company he made up, I assume. Okay. And so people think that he was the one who essentially like created the little metal thing for John for Dr. Manhattan to put in his head or whatever and base or like helped him somehow complete like the jump back I guess hmm. like to hu to human so maybe that's why they need him then so or at least or at least at the very least helped um with the cover up by giving by basically like falsifying records that cal like worked for this construction company. right right but i'm saying like maybe that's why they need him to come back because he knows maybe he like knows how to get dr manhattan back online fully or something like that because it seems like yeah i have no idea if he's like he seemed back like in i think we saw like in angela's reflection that it was dr manhattan sitting there so unless he like needs to regenerate his powers which again doesn't really track knowing what we know about him he's essentially a god and but it also seems like the cavalry is going to get him so 
I don't know. It seems like he's, he might be a little weak or something. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to find out. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, but it seems like, again, there are these breadcrumbs out there, at, at least, to, you know, lead into how that it does all tie together, obviously. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's been any theories that, like, we were talking about that have just been completely wrong. Like, you, I know you kind of mentioned Topher was... Dr. Manhattan, that was an idea, but I, I honestly do think that there's got to be something to the fact that, I don't know if he's, like, mimicking him or, or what, but they're related somehow, you would imagine. Like, maybe all of her yeah. kids are some way, but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like the breadcrumbs have always led somewhere, so it just kind of goes to show that every little, every little scene and everything that's happened has been on purpose, but might be tough to put all the pieces together at the moment especially with ozzy yeah and at this point with two episodes left uh assuming next one the, you know the big one is going to be next this week i assume the penultimate episode normally that that's the one you know and the finale sort serves a little bit more as the uh the conclusion that wraps everything up uh i I'm sort of like done trying to speculate. Like I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I don't want to guess. I just, I get, I have stayed pretty much off of Reddit or at least away from theory crafting posts sure. because at this point, you know, I kind of, I want to be surprised. Yeah, I feel like this is going to take like a different approach than most shows where, like you said, the penultimate episode is normally like the big one where shit really goes down and then the last one is just kind of like putting the pieces back together maybe you know setting up some plot lines for the next season but i think there's some pieces on this chessboard that still need to be situated before we can finally get to like the really big conflict and the main thing so i could see this going like right up until the end of the season where next week we fully know like what to expect and what you know the number one like main two competing forces are going to be but it won't be resolved yet and then hopefully the the final episode is just kind of like balls to the wall the entire time i i got more of a Mm -hmm. feeling that's what we're gonna we're up against like i don't think we're i think we might get like another big reveal or we'll learn a lot more but i don't think it will just all like be you know it's not gonna like pop off quite yet next episode sure um, and then it's been pretty fun. Uh, when we think back now, I also just want to call out, uh, the little, the amazing hints we've gotten just, uh, of course, like the nun sister Knight, you know, is in love with and married to God. Essentially. That's a fun little, oh, yeah. like, okay, there you go. Pl- and then, uh, Calvin Jelani was his name before he took Angela's and, you know, CJ, you reverse those, you get JC, mm. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Lindelof. Um, on top of this, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, what else popped out. Yeah, again, I kind of am just excited because I love the idea that it comes back to this Old Testament, New Testament thing. And I was pretty big on the idea of, like, a cow or somebody being Manhattan and that his kind of continued plot would be to come back to humanity in a way that would find himself um you know 
got walking among humans again or kind of like blending in in a way so yeah for sure i am so excited oh something else i really wanted to bring up to you that's interesting is that um and this is it's so funny is uh alan moore he wrote a superman comic called uh the man of tomorrow i believe it's actually superman or is it like a spoof on superman uh no 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 it's like a legitimate superman story okay. it's it's the uh it's like a famous one and it's i think i used to own it i don't think i ever read it though i didn't get to hmm. it but it's or it's called whatever happened to the man of tomorrow okay and um basically the story of that is is where let me just confirm is this the one yeah so alan moore wrote this superman story whatever happened man tomorrow basically it was a superman comic where uh essentially superman it tells like the his final tale and basically he decides to it jumps time jumps like 10 years after the last appearance of superman Mm. and it's from like lois lane's perspective and she's like recounting the end of superman's career and talking to she's like telling this other reporter at the daily planet i guess like everything that superman did and how he was just like you know the best and then like when his secret identity of clark kent got found out and everything and like how people close to him died and eventually like this caused him to disappear and essentially like you find out that the reporter she's talking to like is superman and he took like a new secret identity that's awesome so they kind of like use that plot and yeah that's yep. really cool and i think basically and i believe um i believe that essentially like yeah his point was she like he basically like took a new identity so he could settle down and like marry lois and stuff that's amazing yeah it's really neat um and so, yeah, it's just another layer of, like, one, the Superman connection that they're pulling from, two, that they're pulling from, like, a Alan Moore story, you know, themselves. And I just think it shows how much knowledge and respect Lindelof has as a creator to, like, pull and kind of, again, like, I think it just, he understands these characters. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I know that Alan Moore probably will never admit it, but I feel like he has to give this guy credit for you know what he's come up with yeah i mean even if it is different than Watchmen, i think it it's undeniably just a great story that is important a lot more important Mm -hmm. than a lot of the other blockbuster shows that we've seen in the past few years i mean i haven't seen the leftovers but i'm assuming that there's like similar themes that are you know really deep and kind of a looking glass, yeah, so to speak, well, like into society. And I think that's such an important and powerful part of any type of media, but especially like popular TV shows and, and movies. And I think there's kind of a lacking in that right now. So you see, like, as much as I love going to Marvel and Star Wars movies, it is kind of, it always boils down to like good versus evil. And that's usually like the ultimate conflict, but to have a conflict, in like a major superhero story be about 
race and you know modern day racism and how historical racism still has a ripple effect and mm-hmm. how it's really affected people on on both sides it's it's pretty fascinating and it's still such an engaging and like really intense and exciting series so it it just kind of goes to show that it is possible to have to still have really great visual like exciting stories that are also really important and create a dialogue so i have seen i follow a couple people on twitter who are critical of the show but even in their critiques of it they're not just saying the show is bad they're they're engaging in a dialogue that you know they wouldn't otherwise be having if the show wasn't around and it is more so about like how the show is presenting race is it like i've seen some people have an issue with the fact that you know they did kind of tweak hooded justice's character from being more of like a nazi sympathizer white man to a black man and they you know i i saw some people say they have a problem with that and i understand why people might have a problem with that and how they could kind of see like the original point of that character is getting twisted and kind of used for a different reason. But again, it's an interesting conversation to have. And I think it's an important conversation to have. And the fact that this show has at least sparked that conversation is a good thing. It's almost like how, you know, political beliefs aside, I think a lot of people believe that there's not a lot of great things happening in current American politics. And in a way it's a good thing. It's kind of, out it's showing what is wrong and in order to fix what's going on you need to know what's wrong first and it's pretty easy to kind of brush issues of race under the rug and not focus on them because they're not something that people want to talk about it's usually an uncomfortable thing for people to talk about especially white people because unfortunately white people in america have been by far the biggest you know I don't know, perpetrators of racial action in our history. So it's not a good thing to talk about, but it's important to acknowledge that it's still happening. And regardless if people like the show or not, the fact that it's, you know, again, this like this number one show on HBO, at least that is driving these conversations. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think to kind of go back to your initial point and I'll kind of build from there. Uh, yeah, Lindelof as a show creator, even from Lost, which I haven't revisited since it was on the air and I was in like sixth grade. Um, but even but looking back to The Leftovers, which is one of my, if not my favorite show of all time, uh, he always asks these big questions. And at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to uh, giving you necessarily direct answers, but more so... Uh, what the conversation the conversations it drives basically what you were saying and you know so the leftovers is a big show about like faith and it always comes back to I guess like the ways we find uh, humanity and sort of like act as people and everything and holding on to things like faith and yeah I think it's always just he always is more focused on I think what types of conversations people will walk away from the shows with and for this I think it's the same way I think he boldly tackled um, 
race in ways it hasn't been done for. And he has introduced us to a black female superhero protagonist who's our main character. And sure, he tweaked the Hooded Justice lore a little bit, which I personally think is what we know about that character is open enough to interpretation for it to make sense, sort of, with the like reasoning behind it that he's given us. And I don't have a problem with any of it because I think that the conversations and things that he is promoting and uh, forcing us to think and talk about uh, are worth it in the end and like nothing we've seen before and for me that's kind of what drives this show is while the superhero setting and focus is really great and I love the mystery the sci-fi mystery that has been unfolding uh, I think that diving into the questions about uh, just, you know, trying to have empathy for others and sort of when we don't as a country or as uh, like race groups and everything, what that builds into. Mm -hmm. And I think that even though, you know, there's, there's never enough, you can always consume more information. I guess like that's how I look at life you know is there are a million there are more than a million there are infinite perspectives and lives and struggles that I have not and will never experience and you know I obviously have like my own personal stuff going on and and have dealt with my own stuff but it's there is always going to be something that was worse and somebody that has struggled through more and uh, all we can do to is to empathize with that is our, just do our best to consume those stories or at least gain those insights into what it might have been like and, you know, understand what other individuals, like why they might uh, act a certain way or be emotional towards certain things. And I think he has done a great job of uh, communicating that and I think also giving I guess like writers and creators in his writers room so much uh, power and really giving them the pedestal to you know tell this type of a story he he's just done it right like he's really knocked it out of the park with how he set this up and uh, and I think again that's why I come back to how much I loved this episode was because I saw like one or two comments on online of people kind of being a little disappointed that we, you know, watched this whole season and didn't get the Hooded Justice episode. Basically, people were like, oh, you know, these were two of the best episodes or two great episodes in the season. But it's kind of lame that he, you know, uses two episodes prior to you know on the back half of the season right before the final two episodes to be a flashback dump and I think that's such bullshit because I think again we've talked about how and why this show is perfectly plotted and again I look at it from the perspective of Angela being our protagonist and kind of everything revolving around her so I just love this show in so many ways and how it's been executed yeah i i think it's the flashbacks have been just perfect like there's because it 
it, it just has added so much depth to her character. Like I mm-hmm. said, we got to know her individually. And then, you know, we find we get Will's backstory. And like I said, not do we just get Will's backstory. Like, we watch her live his backstory. Right. And then this episode, we get we start to get her backstory. And it's and I think it the emotional beats of kind of watching the flashes she is having between Will's memories and her own. And it, you know, think of it again. It's almost like she in a way is becoming slightly like a Dr. Manhattan being in terms of seeing like her life unfold all at once. Mm. And it's just like this memory dump of finally having the blanks about who she is and where she came from filled in, you know, like having a flashback to her grandmother and then flashing to her own memory of her grandmother, just like having the heart attack or whatever and dying right on the spot. And then knowing she has to go back to being an orphan and everything. And like, I don't know. It's all just like, it's, I, to me, it has unfolded very powerfully. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's so much more powerful to have the build up and kind of learn who she was from the first, what, maybe like four or five episodes just based on her actions. And we kind of had to like figure it out for ourselves. And there was very, very little exposition about who she truly was besides pretty much what we saw out of what happened during the white night. And again, that was more of like a recent history for her. So we didn't have, a whole lot of insight into her or any insight really into her childhood or any history. So like anything that we, we knew about her was just based on how badass she was and how she would treat certain people and how you kind of knew she was righteous, but she had an edge to her and which was probably stemmed from some sort of trauma, you know, just kind of based on what we know about like every character in Watchmen pretty much. And I think it's just much more impactful to kind of develop that affection for her and her character and then who her character is and then learn about why she is that way instead of kind of using those flashbacks earlier on to Mm -hmm. to like force feed us why she you know we we had to do a little bit more work about but i think it's just more effective that way so like a show like the mandalorian which i like but you're getting flashbacks of him like in the first episode as a kid like getting you know his parents were killed and then he was saved by someone and it's like all right we're, we're kind of just like being again like force fed the story and we understand why he is who he is instantly and i think i personally just don't have as much connection to that story because it's almost like i'm just watching something unfold instead of like really interacting with it and kind of living with it and living in that world so i think personally for me it's much more effective to get these bits of history you know towards the end of the the entire maybe series out who, who knows if there'll even be another season but definitely towards the end of the season when we do have so much invested in her and who she ultimately becomes for these final couple episodes yeah i agree um you know i think you put it per- pretty much perfectly and i actually hope honestly for those reasons in a way i really hope that we don't get another season i <laughs> i know i honestly i know that sounds crazy no, because I agree. like i would love to see more stories in this universe but i think that um again the, it sort of calls back to or kind of is another thing that makes me realize how much respect lindelof has for what alan moore created in terms of 
you know, when you think of everything that's come out of Watchmen from like Zack Snyder's movie to the other comic series that have come out before Watchmen and current, the currently almost finished Doomsday Clock, um, he's viewed them all as like cash grabs. Basically, they were like unnecessary um, fill-ins or kind of extensions of his story just to get more out of those characters and I don't feel like he's wrong and I feel like I would almost feel the same way with what Lindelof has created I feel like I've gotten kind of the perfect dose of Sister Knight and Looking Glass and even the follow-ups to characters like Laurie you know and Adrian and everything um like I'd be fine kind of putting this to bed and knowing that just in the same way the graphic novel was this uh kind of singular look at politics and vigilantism and everything from the in the 80s that this would be a 30 years later uh different view on it and i you know like i would hate to I guess I would hate to come back with like a season two or a season three. And it's like, are they going to be able to tell like as impactful stories without it all of a sudden just feeling like another superhero show? I guess. Yeah. I, I cannot picture this being like a serialized story. I think it, no. it pretty much has to end with how, how the season's going. Like if you think of like game of Thrones, the first season was like a lot of people consider the first season more just like a prequel to the rest of the story. And it's like so clearly that the entire season is built on just introducing the characters and like introducing where their stories might be headed. But Mm -hmm. this, it seems like this is all coming to a close and like where it, it seems like the final like season of a TV show if that makes sense. Like, it seems like this is where everything's been building and it feels that way because we do kind of have the graphic novel to go off of. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, the more I think about it, yeah, the more I do hope that it is just a standalone show as much as I love it. And as much as I enjoy doing this podcast and talking about it, I think I just don't see how it could benefit from another season or even another two seasons if they were going to make one, I would hope that it would be because Lindelof, you know, he has an idea and he like knows where he wants to take it. My biggest fear is that, you know, this has been a successful show and a lot of people are watching it and a lot of people are talking about it. That HBO is like, well, if you don't want to do another season, that's fine with you, but we're going to kind of milk this cow for all we can. And we're just going to, mm-hmm try to make it more of like a digestible sto- superhero series which i think it would it would probably be pretty bad in my opinion but yeah i agree we'll see i got to see how it ends first but i would love it if they officially c- kind of shut the coffin on the dr manhattan and ozymandias plots yeah i agree i mean like i said i personally think that Dr. Manhattan is going to die. Um, I am starting to kind of take things very literal in terms of 
what the show presents us with. Like I said, when we look at things like the transitions and, you know, they haven't been just clever ways to transition scenes. Like they have been giving us hints. God. Um, I think, yeah, the, the fucking Angela's transition to the, like the stained glass window was insane. That was yep. so cool. I need to see that again. Even, dude, even uh, people have been calling back to stuff how, like, in the White Knight flashback, when her and Cal are sort of, like, you know, dancing and canoodling or whatever, um, and she's like, are you looking at the clock? And basically, he's, like, distracted by the clock, Mm. hitting midnight almost, and, you know, obviously, Dr. Manhattan being, like, a watchmaker and stuff like that. Um, and so they haven't, obviously it's been cleverly done, but I feel like when they put into the preview of next week, um, something as straightforward as him saying, like, you can't save me basically. Like, I know how my life unfolds. Um, I don't know how you get around that as Dr. Manhattan. And I think it still is an emotional, compelling story to watch, uh, Angela as a character, you know, like love dr manhattan so much and love cal so much that it doesn't matter to her like she'll still try uh but i don't know i feel like like i said on our instant reaction i think to me it feels very fitting to kind of if you look back at the watchman graphic novel like things started with hooded justice and basically were redefined i will say with the creation of Dr. Manhattan and sort of what it meant to be a superhero or what it meant to have powers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And this show is the perfect bookend to those two stories and sort of like closing out where we began or kind of like the defining moments of superhero history within this universe. So I think like watching him, I think seeing him go down and again, removing the, godlike being and sort of like trump card from this universe is a great way to end things and sort of take the world back to normal right i agree and i think it's it's probably safe to assume that i mean i maybe not but i would put my money on like keen not surviving and therefore the cavalry not surviving so really what and if dr manhattan doesn't survive it's like what would the you know, what main threats really could they build like a continued season on? Yeah. And even, and again, past that, like, I don't, I don't really want any other connections to the, this universe. I mean, like they've, you know, cause for like, you could, you still have a character like Night Owl out there who is in, imprisoned and everything. And like, we don't know what's going to happen with Lady True, but like, I just, I don't want it. Like, I feel like they've done a good enough job where unless he had another, like, 30-year time jump or something Mm -hmm. um, to explore down the line, sure. But even that feels a little ridiculous to say at this point. Well, again, we have to see where it it ends. So, Mm -hmm. still got a lot of shit to happen. I hope hope we get, like, one of those final episodes that is, like, an hour and a half or something. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Like, it's um, a little movie. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I would too. Um, but yeah, we'll see. And I do know another thing I wanted to point out. Um, I've seen one or two people tweet out saying that, 
you definitely definitely watch through the credits after this week's episode. Like watch the the scenes like for, for next week or just I don't know. It sounds to me like something a little more. Like there might be like a post credit scene or something. Interesting. Okay. But I've seen um uh that guy, Alan Sepinwall, he like retweeted somebody who um basically said like oh so he tweeted out this guy who is a i think writer i don't know if he's a writer on the show or what but he tweeted out saying uh friendly heads up to watchmen viewers don't switch don't switch off this week's episode when closing the credits okay. when when the closing credits start hmm. so i i don't know if it's something that happens during the credits maybe it is a sound bit teaser that will happen um or maybe just another awesome song i have one guess that i sort of just thought of okay let me say mine first okay so because i just thought of this too because you mentioned night owl and i i'm pretty positive that's not what you're gonna say but that it seems weird that they would mention he's still alive and locked up just to not bring him back. Like with how we've seen every other little bit of dialogue and everything that has kind of led to something, it'd be kind of cool to see him again. And maybe he could, you know, that we know they've kind of taken a lot of his technology. Maybe he'll come back and play a role somehow. And Lori will, I don't know, maybe reconnect with him or something like that. We'll see. Um, so, not to burst your bubble, but he is definitely not coming into the show unless Lindelof decided to just, like, straight up lie. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to assume um, but he lied basically, to us. Basically, like, somebody brought that up, I think, and Lindelof straight up responded, like, he, or no, he, like, straight up said to somebody who asked if, like, Dan would come into things yeah. or if a future season could be, like, built off of him, and he at least said, like, a hundred percent dan is not coming into this season uh and that like while he knows that will disappoint fans of the character there was no logical or kind of like smooth way they felt they could incorporate him into the story they wanted to tell okay but i mean what if it was a big reveal because he was a like a huge character in the graphic novel, really the only yeah, one that we haven't learned about. Be. So how how could he answer that without giving it away? Besides saying that, yeah, like besides sure. being like, oh, just wait and find out. You never know. Like then it's gonna people are just gonna run wild with speculation and find some clue that she's eating pancakes and they're in the shape of an owl or something. It's like, oh yeah, see, he's coming back. Like that they hid in there, but. I don't know. We'll see. I'm assuming that he's not going to. I think that's a pretty pretty definitive statement that he made. But I don't know. What what's your guess for the the stinger? My guess. My guess is that the end of this week is going to leave us with a cliffhanger of either Dr. Manhattan dying or Manhattan dying and Keen running the experiment or whatever to turn himself into a Manhattan. Okay. And it'll be left as a cliffhanger, but that they are going to play some audio throughout the credits that might give away the sounds of, like, Dr. Man... So, hmm. so okay, I think that they would, get, they would maybe play the sounds that you could somehow piece together. It is Dr. Manhattan 
like re-piecing himself together. Okay. Because, and my only thing with Keen's plan, right, is that in the graphic novel, it took John fucking forever to reassemble himself into a physical being. And you certainly could chalk things up to the technology has come certain ways. Like, they have new information, obviously, like 30-plus years later or whatever. But I guess I just, like, the one thing that confuses me about that plan is that John, in his situation, said that it basically took him, like, months just to, like, almost regain consciousness and realize, like... And pull, like, his atoms together. Right. And a lot of the reason he was able to do that was because of his specific background and basically entire life growing up as, like, an intricate watchmaker's son. So, like, I... And, again, I'm I'm not trying... I don't want to guess. I don't want to speculate. But that's my only hesitation with Keen's plan. And... While I don't think that they will uh, succeed in, like, turning him into one or whatever, Mm -hmm. I could see the show giving us a little bit of, like, a wink ending where we think Manhattan's dead, but they give us this audio almost of him, that is him reassembling himself, and maybe I could see it almost as, like, we'll say Angela, like meets somebody in the final episode or decides to go to a certain place and that what that will like hint towards is almost like a a safe house to meet at or something or like a place where like they can reconnect and that like Manhattan won't truly die but we know that he has just been trying to sort of like live in peace because the world doesn't need the world is not a better place when they are fighting over the power, the godlike powers he has. So this is episode eight or episode nine that we're talking about. This is episode eight. Okay, like this right. Upcoming hmm. one. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Hopefully, that'd be but cool. That would. Yeah, and like I could see it, and you know, and that way it's like the. And it's, obviously, he knows how his entire life unfolds. So everything he's saying and doing is like, because. He like he just knows that's how it has to go, right? You know, um, so I could see it being one of those like satisfying endings, and I hope that it is ambiguous, and I hope that it is like, and knowing Lindelof, I expect it to be very ambiguous or, um, you know, up to interpretation basically. But I could see it being like a detail of the show that they dropped early in the season or something between him and Angela or like something that would signify like whatever she ends up doing by the episode's end is implies that like he could still be out there or essentially like when he comes back to form or whatever, he sort of like knows where to reconnect. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to see. I feel like, but that's my only guess for what could happen over, like, the post-credits. Sure. And, I mean, who knows what is going to happen during the episode also. That will probably yeah. entirely change everything that we would, you know, guess about right now. But, yeah, I'm just curious to see what his, like, physical and mental condition is after transitioning. If he is weak, why he's weak. 
because if he is and he knows that they're going to try to like take his powers you'd think he would just like end his own life or something and be like no i just don't exist anymore like that's that's yeah. fine because but we'll see i'm i'm really intrigued and i can't I wait i almost think it's like i'm curious because i forget um if there is a way for him like i'm curious if they have ever touched on the graphic novel i can't really remember on whether or not like he can die you know because again even if they explode him or something we've the guy literally built himself back up from the atomic level i feel like so it's yeah maybe not and again and again like i don't know where his his like control comes into play because theoretically he could just like stay you know like broken i guess down at that level and like never fully come back because he knows the world is better off that way but um yeah i'm curious that sort of is my guess though is that the sounds they will play ominous or at least like very cryptic sounds that could relate to like hinting at uh him maybe not quote unquote fully being dead Hmm. just like some and we and we yeah and gushy we sounds an of like a body coming back to yeah like yeah or yeah like something and yeah exactly and like we won't <laughs> and again we might not and i wouldn't even expect an answer past that but it would be just like a however you want to believe you know and then like, like are you thinking we just wouldn't see him again in like episode no, nine okay no and again i think at most what we would get is either either the world just goes on and we don't know or at most because i could see in the finale i guess something like angela you know obviously not having a spouse at home and going through all of this uh having kind of like no reason to stay in tulsa anymore mm -hmm. or deciding to like go be a mother maybe like actually open up a bakery or something and so i could see her and the kids like moving after after all these events take place and everything. So that's where my only kind of, I think there might be, there could be like a, a very tiny hint, hopefully like not enough of a hint to make any determinations, but you know, think of that ambiguous, like a Sopranos ending or just, you know, like a, like good movies and everything where it just, it leaves it up to you. Some people would, would love to believe that maybe, Manhattan comes back again and finds a way to reconnect with his family, yep. hidden away, living in peace. Others might just believe this is the end or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. And, yeah, I like that theory. And that's what his shows have always been about. You know, they've always left something up to individual viewers' uh, determination hmm. based on, like, their faith, their belief, and the clues I think they believe are the most important within his shows. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited. We'll have to, yeah, see if you were, you're right or wrong on the instant take on Sunday. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, like, really pumped. Two episodes left. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's been really, really good show. It's lived up and exceeded all expectations on this side. Absolutely. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Yeah, so I just have one thing I just want to say and kind of, put down on wax for all of time um that has nothing to do with the show but i just got a notification a little bit ago that the eagles have released mac collins so just wanted to say don't let the door <laughs> hit your ass bitch <laughs> good to know but other than that no i think 
yeah, I just love the show. I'm sad it's ending, but I'm pretty content with it too. I think it's a little bit easier to digest the ending of this show than something like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad that has just been like, you know, a staple of my life for whatever, like sure. 10 years or something. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they wrap this up. I have no doubt that it is going to be a home run. I, I could see it being more a little bit contentious because things probably will be ambiguous, like you said, or there's at least going to be something left up to interpretation. But Mm -hmm. I love that about shows. Like I love the Sopranos ending because it allows you to kind of make it be what you want. And like, there's, there's no doubt in my mind about what happened at the end of the Sopranos. And the second I saw it, I watched it live. Like the second I saw it, I knew what happened and I was really surprised to see that, like, so many people didn't have the exact same interpretation as me and hmm. that they were even upset with how it ended. Like, I thought for sure it was pretty clear that, I mean, I don't even, I guess it's, like, safe to give spoilers for that, but pretty clear that Tony didn't make it, in my opinion. Like, he just got blasted in the head, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That kind of says, speaks more about what, like, I think about the world and justice and you know ultimately some roosters probably come back to hatch for people more so just because of the situations they continue to put themselves in um and i don't know i'm I'm excited for watchmen to kind of have a similar ending but i am also kind of excited to see all the the fallout online too because i like i like it when there's a little bit of drama online especially around stuff that I don't think people should be getting all up in arms about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. But yeah, still got still got two episodes left, so we're not quite there. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think that'll pretty much do it for our uh, discussion on this past week's episode, episode seven. Um, check out Chris's thoughts on the episode, which will be coming right now. Hey guys, uh, it's Chris. Sorry I can't be on the podcast tonight to discuss the episode fully with uh, Blazing Garrett, but I wanted to at least throw in my quick thoughts on it, which are pretty much boiled down to two words. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, before we even get to that major reveal at the end, uh, which is hard to kind of wait for, there's just so much to love about this episode. The backstory that we got for Angela, learning kind of how she... Um, not only adopted the sister knight kind of persona from that movie, but that why she wanted to be a cop in the first place and how, you know, the tragedy of her past kind of mirrored the past of her grandfather, of Will. Um, I thought that was just really well done. Just getting that look into what Vietnam was like in this version of the world where America won the war and it became a state was really fascinating. And, um, yeah, I just, and just getting also to see, I think I really appreciate, grew to appreciate Angela's character even more kind of seeing her struggle as a child. Like the fact that she had these, had this family, you know, you have her dad, telling her not to trust people in masks, which goes back to how he viewed Will and, and how Will treated him when he tried to uh, dress up like Hood of Justice. 
like him when he tried to paint his eyes. Um, and it's just, it's almost this vicious cycle in a way uh, that, that Will kind of started. And he didn't start it intentionally, didn't want it intentionally to be this negative, you know, this negative path for his family, for really his, um, for, for his, you know, his son and then his granddaughter. But that's ultimately what it ended up being. Um, and her growing up in the orphanage and just then having that, that glimmer of hope with her grandmother and it being taken away with the heart attack, it was just so tragic, but just so, so incredibly well done. And I loved how we got those inner, uh, like kind of those interspersed memories, um, and that backstory of her without ever taking away from the present day narrative. And my God, I mean, so much of this present day narrative, I mean, the pieces are all coming together. We find out that Keen really wants to essentially become Dr. Manhattan. Got that line about, you know, what's happening to how white men are being treated in America. So he wants to become a blue one was just fantastic. And James Wolk is knocking it out of the park as Keen. Um, uh, with Lar you know, and he finally kind of comes clean to Laurie there, you know, with Laurie going to... Uh, with getting taken down by Judd's wife with the trap door. She started to piece it together, and how is she going to get out of that? I'm thinking it probably has something to do with Looking Glass and the fact that there's a Rorschach mask missing from all the uh, Calvary guys that he killed. So I definitely could see Rorschach going, or Rorschach, Jesus, uh, Looking Glass going undercover in the Rorschach mask to save Laurie potentially. Um, and how badass was that? All the, all the dead bodies there. We had kind of speculated, would he die, would he not? And... Um, I, I, I love that he's still alive. Um, and then obviously we get the, and I know I'm not hitting on everything, but the huge moment at the end, right? Which is, you know, doc, Dr. Manhattan is, is, a, is not, not Mars. He's here. He's living in our world. And who is he? He's Cal. Uh, I mean, I know some people had theorized about it, speculated it. There were some hints like his talk to uh, the kids about there being no heaven. You know, what happens after you die, you just, that's it. But, I mean, Angela, like, essentially bashing his skull in to resurrect the Dr. Manhattan part of him. And, you know, baby, we're in fucking trouble. I, whew, I mean, I don't know if you get a better ending of an episode than that one while while i think last week's still might be my favorite episode of the season just with the singular story it told about will i think this episode will prove to be the the most pivotal hour the most important um of the series just for not only the reveals but what it how it really starts to no pun intended kind of the ticking clock with the millennium clock uh millennium clock but also with the uh, with with Keen's plan, and then with how it brings Doctor Manhattan finally into the fold, and really starts to tie all these um, disparate pieces together uh, in a really exciting way. I mean, again, there was so much backstory packed in this episode, but it still felt as propulsive as ever. I never felt like I was getting an expo exposition dump, and Regina King continues to be fantastic, and just all the performers were were great, and I cannot wait to see whatever this backstory is with her and dr manhattan it's yeah there's so much to dive into about that um, i'm looking forward to talking to it more with garrett and blaze 
fingers crossed, but more than likely I'll be able to be on the main show the next couple weeks and do the instant reaction for the season finale. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to talk to you, the guys about it and sh- share my thoughts more with you guys. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'm sure Garrett and Blazer, you know, give it an even better insight than what I had to provide. And uh, man, what what a time to be alive with a show like this, right? We are very, very fortunate. And thank you, Damon Lindenloff. And in Lindenloff, we trust. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. And thanks for listening to what Chris had to say. Um, I hope, uh, you know, he didn't make us look too bad in his expert analysis on Damon Lindelof. I would just like to say I agree and disagree with every (laughs) single thing he said. (laughs) Um, And that'll pretty much wrap up our entire discussion. Catch us back Sunday night or Monday morning whenever you check these out for our instant reaction. It's probably going to be another really good one. Uh, that'll be in your feed and check us out on twitter hit us up at locked in pod at blaze hopkins at locked in with g and at c kinger 13 two episodes left everybody shit's about to hit the fan and as always just remember we're not locked in here with you you're locked in here with us